turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Day. Yeah, usually you hear a little hump day, a little magic there. Woo-hoo! Hump day. There it is. <laughs> I may be down on the veggie list, down into radish territory from carrot sticks and from potato skins, but you know we're still keeping it tight here on the Andrea K Show. We're we, we're keeping it uh, we're keeping it on point here. The AK crew is glad to have you guys here with me tonight, any day of the week. I am Andrea Kay, dynamite in a dress, busting through the hype, the hyperbole, and the hypocrisy every night of the week from 6 to 7 p.m., 888-344-1170. My question for you tonight, uh, it's, a, it's an answer that I've already gotten from a friend of mine on Facebook. My question for you is, as we delve tonight into, at least in part, as to whether or not President Trump is losing his base going into this re-election, New York Times has an article out tonight saying the not again Trumpers. You've heard of the never Trumpers. Now it's the, they've got a big article out, not againers. Are you in that camp? Is there anything that Trump could do to have you not vote for him? Would you vote for Biden? 888-344-1170. I'd have to question your cognitive abilities. I'd have to make you go through a test if you were to call in and tell me you were going to switch from Trump to Biden. But hey, give it a shot. Give me a call if that's where you're at. Because many people are unhappy today with President Trump's push to support masks. We got to talk about that. We got to talk about the fact that New York City, the Big Apple, made a big cut to the cops right in the middle of the of the town being burned down. Everybody saw that video of that man who came up behind the elderly woman on the street, choked her out. Where's the outcry for that choke out? And then ripped her off and then sauntered off. In the middle of all that, oh, they want to cut cops. They want to cut the funding for cops. We got to talk about that. We've got... Um, to discuss whether or not uh, Trump is losing his base, we've got GOP strategist Jen Kearns, who's going to be with us, and then to talk about the police defunding of the police and how insane that is in this country right now is a former police officer himself, Randy Sutton. Speaking of Randys and radishes, my man filling in tonight for DJ Potato Skins is none other than DJ Radish. It's hump day. Woo-hoo! And, you know, I, it just occurred to me that yeah. all of your DJs are represented by vegetables that grow underground. Ooh. Is there some, what's what's the pattern with that? I don't know. Y'all are root veggies. What does that say about That's y'all right. that you're root veggies? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's funny because I was talking to Radish before the show and I was asking him if he had any topic ideas, anything he wants to rap about, you know, because uh, DJ Tater Skins and DJ Carrot Sticks, I always love their contributions uh, to the show. And uh, Radish was telling me how he's been so busy with work, he has not had the news on at all. He hasn't been able to turn it on. I thought, you know what? <laughs> That's 
really a really good thing. A really that you got to be blessed, I think, in in some ways. Uh, to not have uh, been paying attention to the news. Speaking of news, I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time on it, but you know we like to cover the news here and the insanity going on in the mainstream media, the propagandist. Everybody's been talking about how uh, Fox News has moved left. Let me tell you something, Fox News, or any producers of Fox News, or any friends of Fox News who might be listening. Let me tell y'all, if you fire Ed Henry... But you keep Donna Brazil, the woman who cheated and gave questions to Hillary Clinton in a collusion attempt to control the outcome of an election, then you have less credibility than Soja Boy on 90 Day Fiance. There I said it. Um, breaking news uh, today uh, in terms of San Diego with the coronavirus is that there's not any breaking news in terms of, of, of additional shutdowns, of additional tyrannical power grabs going on. I say, isn't it enough? That on the heels of of very few increased in numbers in any regard in San Diego, that they just decided, Nathan Fletcher and the county board of supervisors just decided that they were not going to allow anybody to go into a bar and stand and have a cocktail. You're not even allowed to sit and have a cocktail unless you got some food in front of you because, you know, your inhibitions might might come down. Does that not prove to you all this is not about we got to shut down because of of uh, coronavirus They did contact tracing and found out that it was being spread in bars. No, in fact, as Gavin Newsom shut down in-room dining, bars, and and shut down uh, even all kinds of events um, in different locations, even including museums across 17 counties in California, he did all that even admitting that most of the increased cases are occurring at at at-home gatherings. Which then begged the question of, as Gavin Newsom came out today and said across the state, that he is going to have, and I quote, multi-agency task force enforcing businesses that decide to defy him. So, of course, that led questions as to whether or not across the state there, there were going to be sheriffs actually going into homes because they're shutting down businesses. But they're also acknowledging that it's not even at bars where anybody is is catching this and 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 we all know even with the increased number of cases which i think in in, uh, in San Diego um the the latest percentage that everybody's pushing see they had to switch it from death count and to switch it from uh de- from anything related to mortality rate they had to they had to get to case count because they got to keep they got to keep stoking the fears because unless they keep you fearful they're not, you're not going to go along with the it, with the power grabs right so suddenly it's all about something called the positive percentage what's the positive percentage i keep hearing this number i'm like what is this like some new poll that's come out did rasmussen come out with some new thing rating positivity no this is the latest manipulation of the numbers uh, and now that we everybody knew that when you start testing for more people, we were asking for increased testing back in February, saying, hey, you know what? We believe that this coronavirus has been going around probably at least since last fall, if not since last summer. We know that herd immunity has been in effect. Isn't there some tests that we can all take to show? Uh, and we also knew early on that this was primarily affecting people 80 and above with comorbid- com- comorbidities. So couldn't the young people be tested to see who's got it and who's not, and then we could deal with it? Uh, so we've known we've known that once testing occurred, we were going to have an increased number of cases. So now the way they're trying to manipulate that number is by saying of the the testing that's been done, the oh my gosh, we're at five five percent of the tests that have been done come back positive. Well, so what? As my friend Doc Porbin said tonight, perfectly, he should be a philosopher as well as a comma MD. If they can get you 
If they can weaponize society and get you to bow at 99.8% recovery rate, they can get you to bow to a ham sandwich. They've gotten Trump now to to bow to masks, to agree to masks. Who was it who said, seriously, people, stop buying masks? They are not effective, bullprint, they are not effective in preventing the general public from catching coronavirus, but if healthcare providers can't get them to care for sick patients, it puts them and our communities at risk. If you are sick, you should wear a face mask when you're around other people and um, other people, um, I can't read my own writing here. Oh, before you enter a healthcare provider's office. But if you are not sick, that's if you if if you are sick, you should wear a face mask when you're around other people and before you enter a healthcare provider's office. But if you are not sick, you do not need to wear a face mask unless you are caring for someone who is sick and they are not able to wear a face mask. Who said that? It was the same Surgeon General who came out today with a YouTube video telling that everybody needed to wear a mask and we're not even going to be able to fully reopen unless everybody wears a mask. And then he proceeded to show how you could fold up a T-shirt and put it around your face. People, people are now, so I put it out there on Facebook today. You know, the Trump administration has gone all in on masks. Now, not, they haven't, it, Trump hasn't gone with an executive order to mandate it. But when he allows his Surgeon General to go up there and say, we cannot fully reopen until everybody gets on board with wearing masks. And then when Trump is asked in an interview, he, and he says, I'm all for masks. I'd be wearing one. I think I look great in a mask. And I'd be wearing one. The only reason why I don't wear one every day is because I'm tested all day every day. But I'm all for masks. That's the Trump administration caving in on the masks. If masks worked, why would we be shutting down anything in the state of California at all? And if masks worked, why were they telling us that they didn't work back in February? In fact, in 2016, the National Institutes of Health did a study, and it was about the fact that healthy people studying whether or not healthy people should wear masks to protect the sick people, and they, their conclusion was no. In fact, many studies have been done to say that it actually makes the healthy unsick to be covering their face from a variety of different reasons, which we've covered on this show. But if you believe, as a government, that masks are, are the solution, then why the shutdown for anywhere? The fact is, is that, and somebody said on Facebook, well, you know, maybe we should all get behind this. I would get back, we, we could maybe unify behind the CDC, behind the Surgeon General, behind our National Institutes of Health, if they had been right about anything that they pr- propagated from this virus from the jump. In fact, not only have they been wrong, but they have lied. I knew the models, and I said it day one, that the models were false that had to do with the predictions of death count. I knew it. And they knew that it was false when they went in and got President Trump to do the shutdowns. They used Italy knowing what went on with Italy, knowing that there was no way it was going to be replicated here in the United States. They went ahead and set and used Italy as a means to scare the American people, and many people fell for it. And But what they did do was they replicated the fact that Italy was declaring everybody who died in the hospital as death from COVID. In fact, the United States government has been paying a bonus to hospitals who would declare deaths as, as COVID deaths, pay them extra money for it, knowing they weren't even being tested for COVID. And then to make matters even worse, this is the same government that was, that was telling you you couldn't visit a sick family member in a nursing home, but they were intentionally sending sick elderly people from hospitals into nursing homes. 
So, no, I don't have to believe and go along with anything this government is about because they have proven. And then when it came to their shutdowns, they were absolutely arbitrary. We're cool with liquor shops and abortion clinics killing babies that allowed that to be open, but you couldn't congregate in a church. So, no, I don't have to go along with anything or, or, or agree with anything that is coming out of the mouth of any of these unelected bureaucrats that are no better than Jim Comey, Lisa Page, and Peter Strzok to me. I'm going to take a break. When we come back. We're going to bring in... My friend Jen Kern, she's a GOP strategist to get her take because there are people that are getting frustrated with President Trump. They feel like he's caving too much. Where I'm at with it is, let me tell you, I will crawl over broken glass to vote for Trump again over the alternative. But I want to hear from you. 888-344-1170. And you will hear from Jen Kearns when we come back. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. That's like some psychedelic music. Listen, it's a little bit like... When the moon is in the seventh house. Yeah, right? A little psychedelic. A little little flashback to the 60s. Right? For you older folks from that generation. Glad to have you guys here with me tonight. 888-344-1170. The question of the day is, um, there's an article out in New York Times saying it's all about the not-againers, supposedly. Are you a not-againer? Is there anything that Trump could do if you voted for Trump in 2016? Then you voted for Make America Great Again. You saw where this country was at. You understood what the left was about and that we had a one-party system and that we needed to bring in somebody from the outside to put America first. Is there anything that has been going on that would make you decide to jump ship from that and go vote for Biden? If so, I would love to hear from you. 888-344-1170. I get that there have been some some of his base that are disappointed, that feel like there are some different moves that he should have taken with the, the Black Lives Matter protests that have gone on, as well as the coronavirus and some that are disappointed today with the push for the masks. Here to discuss all this is my favorite GOP strategist, Jen Kern. She's a contributor for The Hill and The Daily Caller, and she is also host of the brand new radio show, All American Radio. And it you can follow her on Twitter, by the way, at All American Jen. It's Jen Kearns. And her show, by the way, is every Sunday, 5 p.m. Central Time at Mighty 990 AM. Hey, Jen Kearns, welcome back to The Andrea K Show. Hey, thank you so much. Okay, so... um all right. Um, this New <laughs> where York. To start? Yeah. Where do we start? I mean, I got to be honest. You know, I am an equal opportunity criticizer. I don't advocate for party or Paul. I advocate for ideas. So I have I will criticize Trump when I think he makes a wrong move because I think we're all human. I don't think there's anybody that takes any job that does that 100 percent right all the time. And he and Trump responds when he when he when he makes a misstep, he pays attention to his base and he will course correct. So I think it's important for those of us who support President Trump, to be honest and to speak out when we feel like he's taken some missteps. I think that it should be clear to everybody when we are when we see the unelected bureaucrats in the CDC and the National Institutes of Health, the no mask, now they're masked. No, uh, first it was, uh, you know, spread on surfaces. Now it's not. Somewhere out of the blue, we had six-foot distancing. No, nobody could try this hydroxychloroquine, even though it's saving lives. No, and because that costs $20. No, now we got to push for this $3,000 treatment down the road, resident. I mean, it's just been one thing after another. These arbitrary shutdowns. We have destroyed a $22 trillion economy for something that has a 99.5% mortality rate with inflated death counts based upon attributing uh, COVID even without any testing. Saying all that out there, I think it's clear that this has been – the virus is real, but the response has been uh, the real crisis um, what does Trump, your GOP strategist, I am concerned that he is losing the base as a result of his response to that and Black Lives Matter. You're the GOP strategist. Your thoughts? 
Well, look, at the last time that the poll was taken um, to, to measure his support among Republicans, uh, the support among his base was 94 percent. Uh, that is the highest it's ever been uh, for any Republican president in American history, including uh, President George W. Bush, by the way, in the wake of 9-11. So oh, that guy. in terms in terms of his base, I think he's fine, um, and I think that his base is intelligent enough to know they have to give him just a little bit of leeway uh, to to do the things he needs to do. And that's not to say he, he needs to start wearing a mask tomorrow, but I think we have to put this into perspective. You look at this New York Times article uh, that was talking about these, these not-again Trumpers. Well, I dug into the numbers here. <laughs> And the New York Times wrote this huge flagship piece, and the people that they're discussing represent only 2% of all registered voters in only six states. Those are the six states most likely to decide the presidency. This is according to the New York Times and a place called Siena College. Um, that is not a significant percentage of the population. You in the fall of 2020 would not even see a huge flagship piece like this being done about the American swing voter or even the American swing women suburban voter. I mean, you might see a flagship piece like this, but it would be like late October to get the low information voters in. And so you look at the numbers, and this is even according to the New York Times, they actually admit in this piece where they ring these alarm bells, and then in the small print and in the chart, they say, well, we do acknowledge that 86% of the people who supported Trump the first time around will support him again. And I think that is right on the money. That fits the you know 90% plus uh, support range that President Trump has touted. If the New York Times is getting 86% of Republican voters to come back and say they would vote for Trump again, you know the number is probably even higher, right? Well, yeah, well, that, and that makes sense. I was saying when these poll numbers came out, and there were a whole lot of friends, mutual friends that we have on Twitter that were saying, hey, these poll numbers, I had Harlan Hill uh, on my show last week who said he believes these poll numbers, he believes that Biden's ahead by double digits. And I'm like, it just doesn't make sense to me. In the words of the great Judge Judy, if it doesn't make sense, it's not true. It does not make sense that the people who voted for him and what he's about are suddenly going to jump ship and and either not vote for him or vote for Biden. I mean, it doesn't make sense. Um, I do think, though, that he he does need to get back on point with his messaging and have his and, and he's got to get back on it now whether he's able to do it in person rallies or do it streaming and get back to his message of pro America. I don't think any time that you try to compete with the Democrats, whether and, and in this case whether it's with masks, whether it's with um, bad mouthing the police, with police reform or anything like that, that's not why he was elected. And he needs to continue with his pro American message that this is the greatest country in the of the earth we do not have systemic racism it's an individual issue uh, every industry has this issue and we need to route out and find it when it happens um the, the continued pro-america thing and i think that i i do think that he needs to find a way to better push back and stop these continued shutdowns at the state level jen because that's crippling yeah. the economy and that's his number one that's his number one um that's his number one issue and he might e- even if he retains his base he still needs those democrats 
Well, yeah, and he, need, and he needs the independents who, who the majority are business owners. Uh, look, I, I agree with you 100%. Here's what he needs to do. He needs to show a stronger hand on the toppling of the statues. The, the executive order last Friday was a great first step, but there are other things he could do. He should appoint Rudy Giuliani as the czar overseeing domestic terrorism. He could do that with the swipe of a pen. Rudy Giuliani could go after Antifa. And, and Black Lives Matter, the organization itself, uh, for the political activity they've been doing on a nonprofit organization 501c3 status. That is a federal election crime. There may be bank fraud and wire fraud involved in that. Look, Rudy Giuliani put a ton of people away in prison from the mob, and we are dealing with a mob. Mm-hmm. Uh, he put them away in the 90s, and he, he didn't do it because he had evidence of him, uh, of these guys stabbing people and shooting people and threatening people, they put him away because they used the mail to do their business, Mm -hmm. their fraudulent business. And that's what we could do to these groups. I would love to see President Trump come out. I think he does have to be stronger. And the the business issue, Andrea, just in closing, isn't, isn't just economic. If you look at cities like New York City, nobody is back to work, which is why these darn protests are continuing. And it's mm-hmm. disgusting, and it's a bunch of outsiders coming into New York City. Most of us have fled New York City who actually live there. But because the people don't have jobs and the cities aren't open, these are going to continue. So if the campaign is smart, they would say tomorrow, let's find a plan. We have to come up with some sort of plan to get these major cities back to work. Um, because if they don't, they're just sitting empty. They're empty vessels and they're empty stages where they're just going to continue to perform these protests and they will continue to run the message. If you're on defense, you're losing. They need to go back on offense. The Trump campaign does, and then they'll be fine. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. Your show is all uh, is um, all American radio. Here we are coming up on the 4th of July and it's like, are we going to, who's going to be celebrating? Y'all might be eating apple pie this weekend, but are you really going to be celebrating independence? Do we really have any independence with what's going on with this, with this power grab where we have bars that are being shut down in San Diego for the reason, Jen, uh, not because it has anything to do with the spread of coronavirus, but because Nathan Fletcher says, you know, if you have a cocktail or two, Jen, you, you, you might lower your inhibitions and get within six feet of another person i mean this is the kind of we're, we're destroying and these are bars that just bought all new inventory you know this is it, it, it's insane so uh, here we are coming up on on our independence day of which we celebrate what this country was founded on individual liberty individual freedom greatest nation in the history of the world and we don't even we don't even we're being denied a holiday That's right. And not only being denied that, we are being denied our dignity and our pride when we look on TV and we see yet more monuments coming down, more statues coming down in 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 the entree, in the entryway to the greatest weekend that America celebrates. It is disheartening. I know people out there are disheartened. Uh, but but think of that couple in St. Louis on their front porch. That is the rest of us right now. And as soon as that comes to our doorsteps, that too will be us. I know you're going to talk with some law and order folks next. Yes. But, uh, you know, taking the country back needs to be every American's priority. And I encourage people this weekend to think about what does America mean to you? Maybe do a little bit of reading with your family. Uh, talk about how things were founded in 1776 and really dig in and decide, is this country worth fighting for? And if it is, then you know what to do on Monday. Come back with a vengeance. Start talking to your neighbors. Start getting the word out, not just for President Trump, but but actually to talk to people about how this is still the best 
country on earth. We're not perfect, but it's still the best thing we've got on the planet. And on Sunday, y'all need to listen to Jen on All American Radio, right? Uh, at 5 p.m. Uh, Central yes. Time, correct? At yep. Mighty, and this is the Twitter handle, at Mighty 990 AM, right? Yep, that's it. All right. Thank you so much for thank being you here. So much. And y'all need to follow her on Twitter at All American Jen. Uh, stay tuned because we've got Randy Sutton, retired police officer Randy Sutton, who's going to be here to discuss the cutting of a billion dollars in police funding out of New York City. Stay tuned. Randy K. Show coming up. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. They did it. They did it in New York. Everybody was wondering for the past couple days, were they going to actually vote? To cut a billion dollars of funding for police officers, for cops in New York City. The insanity continues to grow. And when I heard that news today, I reached out to have uh, my next guest join me on tonight's show to give his, his opinion. Because he's not just a former police officer. He's 33 years in law enforcement. He's founder of the Wounded Blue Organization. And uh, he's been on the show before. He's uh, many years as well, not just uh, not just wearing the uniform, but actually training police officers. And so he knows a little bit about what's going on um, with the the state of the accusations against systemic racism within police departments, the accusations uh, that, um, you know, that they're roaming around targeting black people for slaughter, et cetera. And uh, he's here now to discuss the defunding movement across the country. Lieutenant Randy Sutton, welcome back to the Andrea K. Show. Well, I appreciate you having me on. This is a really, really disturbing time, and this news that came out uh, referenced the defunding of, of a billion, billion dollars in New York City is absolutely astounding. I can't even wrap my head around why anybody would support this. And, of course, AOC, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, has said it's not enough. Um, I, uh, yeah, you know, uh, Jen Kearns was just on and she was telling me about how it, you know, it's still pretty much a ghost town that, you know, it, the shutdowns turned it into a ghost town and then pe- and then people fled and that's just, you know, paved the way for empty streets and empty businesses for these protesters, these rioters to come and, you know, go up and down, breaking into businesses and clapping and cheering and laughing that they're grabbing and stealing Gucci bags um, but they're also beating people up. There was a video that went around yesterday about this uh, black man. Yeah, I'm going to say it, a black man coming up from behind a senior citizen white woman. If the colors were, were reversed, it would be mentioned. And he puts a choke on her and, and rips her off. I mean, you know, and, and in the middle of all this, they decide, yeah, we need less cops. It, it, it defies any stretch of normalcy. I mean, we are, we're looking at, at some weird alternative universe. And, and these are political leaders that are, that are creating this environment uh, between de Blasio, who, by the way, you've you got to remember that de Blasio has had an anti-law enforcement uh, attitude since he took office. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's been at war with the NYPD. Didn't they? Um, didn't they? Didn't they? At one event, and, and I could be wrong, Randy, but didn't they turn their backs to him or something at some oh, event yeah. a couple of years ago or no, something? Absolutely, at a, at a uh, after a, after the shooting of a police officer, where De Blasio, you know, he he, he cried his mock tears, um, you know, and 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 suddenly appeared to be, um, you know, sympathetic to the the attack on police. You know the NYPD knows the reality. They've been they've been dealing with him for years and years. They know that he has no respect for them. He's treated them like dirt, 
Um, and now he has the opportunity because of the political uh, insanity that's taking place to literally take a billion dollars away from their budget. It is, it's, it's madness. Now, keep in mind that this is now uh, on top of an unprecedented um, violent uptick in shootings and murders and attacks, robberies. Um, I read in one place that it's up 358%. Yeah, for, yeah, yeah exactly, 400%. Um, and, and this is... And this is after they they, they created the uh, uh, the bail reform, and I'm putting that in quotes, where um, literally they uh, just released violent offenders thousands at a time uh, to wreak havoc in the streets. And then um, just a couple of weeks ago, the, uh, and the and the police commissioner, unfortunately, I wish he had some guts, but he really doesn't. Um, he uh, he acceded to the, the the political environment and and disbanded the plainclothes unit. Six hundred of the most effective law enforcement cops in New York City who went after guns and robberies and violence, and they disbanded them and took them took that tool away from the NYPD. So this isn't. We're not just talking about defunding. We're talking about debilitating a, 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 an entire police department, which is going to lead to and is already leading to unprecedented violence, attacks. Right. It's like chop. It's like chop. Up, it, it's like chop up in Seattle. You know, the, they gave up. Actually, it happened in Minneapolis. Oh, you want to take over this police precinct? We'll just abandon it and let you take it over and burn down, you know, businesses and beat up, you know, business owners on the street and do whatever you want to do. And, oh, this was going to be the summer of love in Seattle until I don't know how many people were shot. And, how, and you know, uh, I can see the father of a 16. Oh, I can't even look at his face. It just breaks my heart the father of that 16-year-old that was killed in Seattle. So it wasn't until the mayor's uh, residence was under threat that they finally decided, you know, to come in and take that down. Um, but I got to ask you what you think the end game is, because they know what they're doing. This is intentional. We're going to put all these violent people out on the street. We're going to pull back cops. We're going to criticize and go after anybody like that couple in St. Louis who, who decides to try to defend themselves. What's the end game here? What's their goal in doing this? Well, you, you know, here's here's the... Uh, incredible part. The end game has been put out into the public by Black Lives Matter. Remember, they're the ones pulling the strings on all of this insanity. Um, them and and the uh, and the, the political structure that is backing them, and they they have not they have not been uh, uh, trying to hide their agenda. Their agenda is to structurally change the United States of America to destroy the criminal justice system as we know it, to uh, fundamentally uh, uh, change the entire um, uh, nation and bring it into a Marxist, um, a, a Marxist uh, type of environment. You know, the, the people who created Black Lives Matter, the three women uh, who, uh, who created it, they, they didn't, they didn't try any subterfuge here. They said that they were unrepentant Marxists and that their 
goals, and they put them up. They put them up for all to see, mm-hmm. and that includes that includes the destruction of the criminal justice system as we know it. And we have seen the complicitness of De Blasio, mm-hmm. of of Cuomo, who is who is just as bad, maybe even worse than De Blasio, uh, and, and they are doing. They're falling right into the hands of this radical organization. And they are and they are actually creating um, exactly what they wanted. Well, and that it's not just New York. Of the, it's not just New York. Yeah, You're absolutely right. There was a, I don't know if you heard there was an article um, and a story out of Fredericksburg, Virginia, where a mom, uh, Tara Durant, uh, told uh, gave a report on a, on a news show in Virginia uh, that there was um, protesting going on. She got her car got surrounded. She was trying to go somewhere with her child. I think she had a five year old in the car with her. She tried to go somewhere with her. They surrounded her car, started jumping on her car. Um, she died, called 911 and they told her to call City Hall. And yeah. she, uh, 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 yeah, she says, you know, I, I can't sit her all night. I've got a child in the car. You know, what do I do? You know, uh, well, you just have to go slowly. She goes through the protest, the 911 caller told her. And she says, well, am I going to get arrested if I keep going? I mean, they're on my car right now. Then they start jumping on her car and threatening her. And she's screaming, you know, they're blocking, you know, people from getting out. And, you know, um, she, oh, they were threatening her. And the 911 operator says, well, we can't do anything about that. It's a, it's a city sanctioned event. Um, She's to, you know, imagine that. Yeah. Imagine what what that means. A city sanctioned event where you have you have political figures who are absolutely in collusion with uh, with um, people who are terrorizing others, committing crime after crime after crime with no even uh, even attempt at accountability, and then when the police actually tried to do something as happened in Louisville. This will, I don't know if you heard this, but um, during the, uh, just two, two days ago, during the, uh, right after a murder took place where another group had taken over a park, the police were ordered to take back the park, but they were also ordered to take off all of their protective equipment. Wow. Because they didn't like the optics, and they were told if they refused, they would be suspended immediately. Wow! I have never, I have never heard of such madness in in my entire thirty four years as a cop. And then uh, it, it is, and, and here's the, the the incredible thing is that no one is being held accountable. And I'm not seeing the Republican Party. We can't just lay this at the feet of de Blasio or or Governor Cuomo in New York or any of these city officials that uh, in Virginia. We don't have a Republican Party that's pushing back on this. No, they're out trying to compete with the Democrats with some police reform bill, which just validates the false narrative that the cops are are systemically racist across this country. And um, what what we need is accountability. It says it all that this young mom, the Democrats pretend that they're the party of women, this young mom with her child in the car who's being threatened, they're on top of her car trying to get in at her, and she's concerned that she's the one who will be arrested if she keeps try, trying to get out through, through her car by putting, a, putting the gas pedal to the floor. She's concerned that she's the one who's going to be arrested. Right now, like the couple in St. Louis, they're the ones under investigation, not the thugs who broke down a gate to get into private property and were threatening to murder that couple. 
uh, it's disturbing. Randy Sutton, thank you for being here. Um, I don't know if your GoFundMe is still up for Wounded Blue. Quickly tell everybody where they can go to contribute. Well, I wish they would come to our website, thewoundedblue.org. That's thewoundedblue.org. Check out our uh, film on Amazon, The Wounded Blue Service Sacrifice Betrayed, and you will be shocked at how law enforcement officers are being treated once they are injured and disabled. Thank you so much for being here. God bless you for all you you do for America. All right. Thank you. Um, We're going to take a break. We come back. we got more on the other side. Don't go away. More Andrea K. Show coming up. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Glad to have you guys here with me. You know, I was about to eat my little stack of strawberry donuts here during the break. And then I was like, well, you know, I talk about my my balance in nature that I take every day. And I'm like, is that going to make me look bad if I'm eating my donuts right before I tell you guys about my balance in nature? <laughs> but you know what? Uh, on a serious tip, yeah, I don't believe in good foods or bad foods. I think you can work anything into your diet as long as it's in moderation. So yeah, I eat a little bit of sugar every day, but I still try to eat right. However, I still could not get 10 servings of 31 fruits and vegetables if I was left to my own devices. So I'm a proud user and, and taker of balance of nature. And I had a little sneezing with the with this um, allergy season right now. But let me tell you, I have felt better this past six months with more energy than I have. I'm a true believer in the balance of nature. And I'm not telling you that you won't catch a virus or coronavirus if you take balance of nature. But shouldn't we be hearing more from Fauci and Burks about our immune systems? Since those who are dying from this, most people get it, 99.5% recovery rate. Most people get it, don't even know they've got it. If they have some symptoms, they recover at home in three days. Those who are really dying from it have compromised immune systems. Do what you can for your immune system. Get rest. Eat right. I take Balance of Nature. If you want to take it too and get on the road to good immunity and the road to good health, go to balanceofnature.com. Use the discount code HEALTH. Right now, there's free shipping and 35% off. And they, oh, they have health coaches there, by the way. No extra charge. And they'll get you on the right track with what you should be taking uh, for yourself. As we go into 4th of July weekend, somebody sent me a picture on Facebook of this young gal and it was um, some soccer league. National, it was the National Women's Soccer league, league. I thought it was high school. And there was only one player who stood. And the rest of them knelt for the national anthem. I thought it was high school kids. I don't follow soccer. I think I played it for about five seconds one time in junior high and just didn't really get it. In fact, I was, I was playing the goalie and I reached down to pick up the ball. <laughs> well, the goalie, the goalie can do that. Oh really? Yeah, oh, okay. The, only the goalie can. Okay. Do that. Well, I don't know why I got the stink eye. Maybe I maybe I wasn't. The maybe goalie. you weren't the goalie. I, maybe maybe I, I was the goalie. I don't know. Anyway, so God bless her. One player stood for the national anthem. Well, guess what? They are coming for her. They are going after her so nasty, and you know, which is such a shame. And so then, of course, this young gal. This is courage. I said a while back. I heard Charlie Kirk on with Dr. Gorka. Y'all need to listen to him. Turn off that other nationally syndicated host every day at noon in San Diego. You tune in here for Dr. Gorka. And Charlie Kirk was on a show recently, and he was like, Charlie Kirk, what should we do? Um, you know, how, what, how can, what is one of the ways that we can fight as citizens? And he said, we can push back against the weak and the lame, like the, those that cave. 
like Drew Brees, and we can stand up and we can encourage those who are showing courage at, at this time in our country right now. And this is this is a young gal who showed incredible courage. But, of course, she gets pushed back. And here was, was her statement. She says, I chose to stand because of what the flag inherently means to my military family members and me. But I 100% support my peers. Symbolically, I tried to show this with the placement of my hand on Casey's shoulder and bowing my head. I struggled but felt that these actions showed my truth. And in the end, I wanted to remain true to myself. Um, so then, you know, then then she goes on to say, I support Black Lives Matter movement wholeheartedly. I also support and will do my part in fighting against the current inequality. As a white athlete, it was way past due for me to diligently be diligently anti-racist. So there you got it out of her. You bullied her until she gave you what you wanted. You guys proud of yourselves that you did this to this young girl? That you couldn't let her have her moment? The rest of you were kneeling. Didn't 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 no proud Americans, no patriots decided to try to destroy the ones who knelt. You couldn't let this one girl do what was in her heart to show to show respect. Because let me tell you, that's exactly what that moment is about. It is about our military. You listen to the Star Spangled Banner. It absolutely what do we do? Not we. But what is an incredible moment to the families who have lost a loved one in battle? They're handed the flag. I have a family member of mine who was proud to be offered the honor of being the one that folds the flag and actually hands it to the family in that moment and thanks that family for, for that person's service. That honored soldiers, that honored military, that, that fallen military person's service to this nation. There's a very specific reason why the Black Lives Matter and the anti-American and the chose the national anthem as a moment of which to uh, to protest. It's about dividing us and it's about trampling the fabric of our nation, which is symbolized in the flag, which is which is fought for and died for with our military. As we go into the Fourth of July, I'm glad Jen Kearns talked about families getting together and talking about what this what this country means to them, getting into some history. Because you know we got Bob Walters back to, on tomorrow night's show. You know we, nothing positive about this country is being taught to your kids in schools. Ta- we, we must take our country back. And one of the ways that we can do it is standing up for those who are courageous. I don't, I don't, I don't have no blame on this little girl for backing down and giving them what they wanted. Hat tip to her. I'm honoring her courage for standing in the first place. I love you all. Thanks for being here. Thanks for how much you love this country. Thank you to my guests. We will be right back tomorrow night, 6 p.m. Pacific time. Thank you, Root Vegetable Radish. Peace out.